We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So it is official via the Twitter that Chris Mitchell, wide receiver, transfer, graduate transfer from FIU, has committed to the University of Notre Dame, was on his visit this past weekend. We had gotten word that obviously this was something that was very much expected today, and it is official. Chris yep. Mitchell, with a K, by the way, is committed to the University of Notre Dame. Sean, I think this is kind of fitting to your question. And then we'll talk more specifically about Chris now. I, I think for me, the conversation is better if you take the specific players out of it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is, is because now it comes down to not which situation was better, but which room that I like better. Mm. And so to me, if you take the specific players out of it, I prefer the 2014 room, mm-hmm. even though, you know, like I think the number one of those two comparisons was a no brainer. Will Fuller was the best number one. <laughs> but Chase Claypool is the number two was significantly better than the number two that Notre Dame had that year. I think the tight end in 2014 was also not as good as what Alizé Mack was in 2018 either, with all due respect to Ben Koyak. And I think Chris Fink was a better player than Amir Carlisle was that year as the slot. That And then, you of course, you had C.J. Procise in the conversation as well. Mm-hmm. But that's also partly what where I would say I like that room better if we're just talking about more – take the names out and just look mm-hmm. at the generalities because I think the one, two, three punch, the, the one, two, three, four punch of 2018 was more dangerous to me as a group. And when I look at this, this team or the, the 2014 room, you only had one guy that really scared you, but you had a lot of guys could make plays. I think if you're asking me which room would I go with, I would lean more towards the 2014 room if I knew that two, three, and four were just a little bit more talented than the guys in the two, 2014 rooms. Because, like, to me, I've always felt like it's going to be hard for Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not going to have a Will Fuller on their roster in 2023. <laughs> They're just not. But what you can have is, like, five or six really good football players. And to me, that's a way to win. That's a way yeah. you can win in today's yeah. era. Is yeah. is, yeah, because it's like, okay, you may take – 
you may take uh, you know Chris Mitchell out of the game, or you may take Jaden Greathouse out of the game, or Deion Colsey or Jaden Thomas or Josh Kelly or Bo Collins or or Mitchell Evans or whoever else. But it's like, but you, and you may even take two of them out of the game, but you can't take both of them and so and so and so and so and so and so. I think the other thing that I like, if you're talking about just kind of the ideal quarterback room, and it kind of fits into what we're talking about, if they're able to get some of these transfers and why these guys are important, because mm-hmm. I think you talked about it earlier, Sean. These are guys are bringing different skill sets and different attitudes than what you have in the roster, mm-hmm. right? And and to me, that's not to I mean the current roster is lacking in attitude. Just mean it's different. You're bringing skill sets that you don't have, which means you complement what you do have and you make what you do have better. Right. And so giving Jaden Greathouse a Chris Mitchell, a a healthy Deion Colsey or a Bo Collins or whatever the case may be, then all of a sudden makes Jaden Greathouse that much harder to defend. Because if you're going to focus all your time on Jaden Greathouse in the slot, you're like, oh, crap, I forgot to defend Mitchell Evans. Oh, shoot, I forgot about Eli Raritan. Uh-oh, I my safety was so locked in on Jaden Greathouse that he bit down on that end cut. And now Chris Mitchell's running by our corner back for a post route for a touchdown. You see what I'm saying? So, like, to mm-hmm. me, where in 2018 you had such unique players – or, I mean, you, you didn't have unique players. You had similar players that if you played a team like Clemson who had corners that could match up against – they were long. Trayvon Mullen wasn't big, but he was long. And so he could kind of you – know, he could give them some problems and make the window smaller, although he should have got beat for a touchdown on the second drive of the game by Miles Boykin, but the ball didn't come. It's a different conversation. But – he was close enough in coverage. The quarterback didn't feel comfortable throwing the ball. A.J. Terrell could flat out physically match up with Miles Boykin and, and Chase Claypool to where if you played that kind of team and like Bama with um, D, um, D. Milner, he could mm-hmm. physically stay with Ty- Tyler Eifert in a way that other teams couldn't. And so if you could take that out, they had nothing to go to. They had no complementary skill to go to where like mm-hmm. early in the game, Notre Dame was competing and keeping Justin Ross and T. Higgins in check. Who made the first big play of the game? You know, or who made the biggest play of the game? To me, it wasn't the touchdown that put them up 17 to six. It was the play Hunter Renfro made up the seam before that. You know, so what this unit would have, and what I liked about the 2014 team is Will Fuller was a lot different than Corey Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. And both of those guys were a lot different than Amir Carlisle and CJ Procise in the slot. And then CJ and Amir were different players. Mm-hmm. And then you had Ben Koyak. And so to me, what I like about the potential of the receiver room in 2024, Ryan, especially now that you get Chris Mitchell, because Chris Mitchell and Cam Williams additions are going to be huge for Notre Dame because you're bringing more just raw speed than what you had. Else. Like Tobias was a big play guy, but he was like a long strider, which meant he was going to get open, but maybe a split second later than just the guys. Or, and this is where I think Sam Hartman struggled, Sam couldn't anticipate that Dion was about, or that, that Tobias was about to come open. And so he wasn't seeing them open. Whereas we know, like, dude, to throw the ball right now. But you're like, <laughs> right now he's not open yet, but you got to anticipate that. Guys like Cam and, and Chris Mitchell are going to get open. They're going to, their speed means they're going to be open a little bit. You're going to see it sooner for mm-hmm. a quarterback. And so it's just a different, it's a different angle or it's a, it's a different ability that they really didn't have. And now if you're able to get Deion Colsey back to health and Jaden Thomas, and, and if you're able to get either Bocons or Josh Kelly, now you can say to Jaden Greathouse, Hey, 19, you got one primary role, man. You're going to be right here in the slot and you're going to dominate. Now we can move you around and get matchups, which is always important, but you're going to, you're going to be a guy that's going to dominate here. And now that makes Jaden Greathouse that much better. 
you know? And so, I, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of downside here. Bringing in talent and com- forcing guys to compete, guys, is not a bad thing. It's, it's not a bad thing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think it's a perfect, perfect blend of veterans and youngsters, which is honestly what you would like to see via recruitment and development in any wide receiver room. But as we said before, Notre Dame got caught because they're veterans, which are primarily outside guys last year. And they, they had no versatility in the room that once those guys got injured, only thing they had were youngsters that were primarily inside guys or smaller guys that were right. inside guys. And I think, man, if you can get all three, get all three. Uh, that's the way I looked at it. Like, I don't, you don't lose anything getting all three. But if you're going to go boundary, that Bo Collins is the perfect, perfect fit for that. Perfect fit. And Chris, uh, like I said, Malik called a couple of his games this year and came away saying, I think Malik's exact words were, he might not be a 1A, but if you give him the opportunity to be a 1B, he's yeah. really dangerous. Well, and, and I don't know that Notre Dame will have a 1A in 2024. Maybe Greathouse can be that guy. Maybe Deion Colsey can finally put it all together and be that guy. Like somebody earlier today was like, you know, Deion Colsey had his chance to, to you know, the chance for him to become a, an impact player or whatever the case is, is gone. And, I, and I'm just like, guys, no, it's not. Do, is Deion Colsey going to become that guy? I have no idea. But, you know, Deion Colsey has 16 career catches for 304 yards. And through three seasons, and he has played much more meaningful snaps than Miles Boykin did in his in his career, you know. And he he broke out. Guys guys produce at different times. I don't know if Deion Colsey is going to be that guy. We're going to have to find that out. But here here's what I know. I know that you've got some potential options now that you need to figure out, and you may not have a one A, but you may have four one Bs. And, you know, and then Jane Thomas is in the conversation as well. And, and then Jordan Faison now becomes more of a complimentary big play guy where maybe Jordan Faison doesn't get but 25 touches next year, but now he's going to be up to 20, his 25 touches are going to go for 20 yards a pop and he's an impact player, you know? And, and so what you have is a bunch of one B's that if you get enough of those, you can be pretty good. And then your one A is Mitchell Evans or Eli Raritan or, or your tight end. Mm-hmm. That's how Notre Dame needs to complement their tight end. They didn't do that with Michael Mayer. They didn't have they 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 hardly ever focus on their outside guys at all. So you guys are complimentary. Whereas maybe the tight end's one A, but if these guys are one B's, where if you want to focus on the tight end, this guy's going to eat you up, and that guy is going to eat you up. 
So that's how I think Notre Dame can be dangerous this next year. Do they have some potential 1A guys in 25 and beyond? Yeah, they do. Year three, Jaden Greathouse could be a 1A. Year two, Cam Williams could be a 1A. To where now, Sean, you're like, you don't have a 1B. You have two right. 1As. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of how it felt like the second half of 2020, of 2020 or 2018 when Chase Claypool broke out in the second half. Yeah. Where you could argue he was the best receiver they had down the stretch, not Miles. You kind of had two 1As that season. And so, but I just don't see that being what they're going to have in 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 2024. But that's also why you go out and look at a guy like Riley Leonard, a quarterback, to bring it full circle. Because now, not only do you have to worry about your tight ends and your running backs out of the backfield with Love and Price, and now you have to worry about all these receivers, but you also have a quarterback that's going to say, I'm going to make my own plays with my legs. And all of a sudden, you're he's running around and right, and you come running up at him because you think he's going to run, and all of a sudden he pops it over your head to Chris Mitchell or Jaden Greathouse for a huge play. You and know? doesn't this – it plays into something we talked about earlier, right? Because you guys – you know, Ryan made the point about how young the offensive line is going to be. You know what? Riley Leonard makes it a little bit easier with his skill set. You get these wide receivers, you get three to four one-bs, that impacts the safeties in the box. At what Notre Dame usually has to face with safeties eight mm-hmm. to ten yards from the line of scrimmage, like to stop the run game. Now you're impacting how defenses can attack your run game, and now you're getting because now next year this is the thing about the running back room. It's not so much that you have one pure, uh, even if you think Keijer Young or Jadarian Price might be that guy, but you don't have just a straight power runner. Right. Aldrich was just a power runner. You have so much versatility in the run back room now that if you give them space or more space by having those type of talents at the wide receiver position and the depth that no matter who's in the game, the safeties have to be worried and can't it, you know stick their noses into the run game as aggressively. Now you help out that young offensive line early in the season until they're able to gel and get better. So that there are multiple reasons to go be aggressive and get, you know, get these guys in the wide receiver room. I, I love their aggression, like you said, Brian. Right. Something I'll say about this thing too, Sean, is the, the like when I look at what they're doing, my 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 first thought is you can't run this year's offense and have this particular skill set of players. Mm-mm. And and there's no doubt about that. But my response also be, but you don't recruit the players you're recruiting in the portal and in the high school ranks if you're planning on running the offense you ran in 2023. I mean, that's projection, but I just have to – I just I just can't think that Marcus Freeman and Chad Bowden, no matter what you think of Jared Parker, I don't think those guys would allow these things because they're involved in these decisions as well. If they were like, hold on a second, these guys don't fit the offense we run. We run this. I, I think you – now, will it work or not? It's a different question, Right. And is Jared Parker the guy to do that? We'll find out. But the fact is, is that it's very clear that Notre Dame wants to transition into a more matchup-oriented offense where it is about getting the ball out quickly to the perimeter, getting the ball down the field as well, uh, and then also having running backs that can do damage in a lot of different ways. And, I mean, because you don't recruit Kedron Young and Aeneas Williams in the same class a year after getting Jeremiah Love if you just want to go out there and play bully ball all day. You're you're terrible at your job if you're doing that. If you're if your two year recruiting hall 
is Jeremiah Love, Kedron Young, and Aeneas Williams, and your goal is to just run the offense you ran this year, you're just not very good at your job. If you're going out and getting Cam Williams and 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 the Chris Mitchell and targeting Riley Leonard and Deuce Knight at quarterback, and your desire is to run the same offense you ran this year, you're not very good at your job, and you're not bright. And I can't think that these coaches are that dumb. So I think the one thing we can say confidently is I don't know how good the offense is going to be next year, but it's going to look a lot different than what we saw this season. There's no doubt about it. And that's partly why a guy like Chris Mitchell is important because Chris Mitchell now, if you don't land him, you now put a lot of pressure on Cam Williams to be ready to play as a freshman and be ready to be an impact player as a freshman. Now, he still might be, but now it's kind of like you can you can be a little bit more patient with Cam now and say, hey, now – you know, we're gonna we're gonna put you into this role early, kind of like they did with Great House. You know, like Great House caught some balls in the first game, but that's partly because teams were focused on covering other guys. And then Great House got one-on-ones, but he didn't have to be that guy early. He was a complimentary, he was an impact complimentary player early. And then when they put Jaden in a position where he had to be the guy in the boundary, he wasn't wasn't as comfortable with it because I mean it's just for a host of reasons. You know, so to me, that's a positive for next year, too, is you don't need Micah Gilbert and, and Logan Saldate and all those type of guys to come in and say, hey, you have to be the guy. And if you're not, we're in trouble. Now it's if Cam is good enough to be the guy, he'll be fine, and he'll be the guy. He'll be that guy. And so now it's like, and you have a, you have a veteran player that I think he can learn from. I, there's a lot of Chris Mitchell that Cam Hart will need to study and learn as far as like route technique, because Cam is going to play a very similar game to what Chris Mitchell played at Florida International, except Cam's bigger, stronger, and faster. But from a from a style of play standpoint, the route combination, the way that you ask him to win at the line, to win on his top ends, to get open. So on top of that, you get a guy in Chris Mitchell that's a six-year senior that's going to have a wealth of knowledge to share with Cam Hart which is something else that that I like about this pickup too. Sean, I really like this pickup. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows, and you'll need tickets, especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, game time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co.
I kind of knew from the smile of his parents in the pictures, like mm -hmm. this this looks good right here. When you see the, the parents who usually are on the side of Notre Dame, when you see them with the big smile in the photo, uh, the photos, it usually bodes well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and they've been here before. I believe his parents came with John, mm -hmm. his younger brother, for their visit. So they're clearly familiar with Notre Dame. So, you know, to me, um, you know, I just I, I, I think this is good. I think this is good. I think this is a good pickup for 2024. As I said, it gives Cam Williams a mentor that I think he needs for next season. I just you, you get a veteran, you get a, a stretch the field kind of guy, which you need. You you you've built up your outside depth, which again is going to help you make maintain the ability to keep Jaden Greathouse in the slot, Jordan Faison in the slot more. Mm -hmm. So I just think overall this is just a good this is a good pickup for Notre Dame, Sean. You can talk about the fit. We talked about it earlier. You know, uh, when when you look at at the Notre Dame offense, I think when well, first of all, for for background who haven't watched this film, he was a left receiver. Florida National played left and right with their receivers. I think 97, 98% of his snaps were playing outside to the left. So there will be a little bit of a transition that, you know, you have to play with the opposite foot. We talked about that the other day. But the reality is, is, is when you look at him, he is a pure outside guy. He has played in the boundary and he's played in the field because of left and right. That's the nature of it. There are some things you can do with him into the boundary with some overs and some crossers, but those are unique and not normal you're primarily going to have him in the way that Notre Dame runs their offense as a field outside guy. Notre Dame does not have a lot of pure field outside guys now that, that Tobias Merriweather's gone. Enrico Flores could play it, but he wasn't great at it. Rico was a guy that probably needed to be more of a slot player, which is another reason why I don't think it's as big of a loss as some people think because you've already got better players there that, yeah. are, that are better players to slot. You're now basically trading Rico Flores for Chris Mitchell. That's a win in the pass game. Now, Chris Mitchell's going to have to show some willingness to compete in the run game the way Rico did, but he did this last year. I mean, he, he was willing to compete in the run game. He's just not as strong as Rico was. But that's what you're doing. You're replacing Rico Flores with this as an X. And, and uh, you know, Rico Flores, Tobias Merriweather type, you know, what, this is the role he's going to play. Yeah. It is that field outside receiver, and he gives you a more natural feel than you had with Rico because clearly – the past receivers coach Rico was his guy and not Tobias. That's not a conversation I really care to rehash, but that that's the vision he had for the future of that position was Rico. And this guy to me and Chris Mitchell gives you a much better fit for that particular position. And, and I believe more of a fit of what Jared Parker is looking for in that position. Cause when you look at the offense this year, what did Jared Parker want that guy to do? Run a lot of deep stuff, goes posts, you know, things like that. That's what Chris Mitchell does a lot of his damage on. Brian, how did it help you as a coach when you're developing young guys and they don't only have to hear your voice because they have guys to watch? Well, it's huge. That have done it. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. And and that's why having good – like one school I was at, my, my veteran guy, was a big pain in my butt, not a good leader. And so it's like I had to almost tell it, stop listening to him. He's not telling you what you need to know. But other places I was, you know, like when I was at Christopher Newport, I had I had a couple juniors that were my first year that were really smart kids. And I could I I could kind of go to them and, and give them that bird's hat. I need you to help me out with all these younger kids. Right. And when yeah. we we had a kid that was playing kind of safety force, 
a kid named Greg Bolden, who was like 6'4", 210, really fast, but he was a DB, and we just we had a bunch of injuries to receiver, and we needed to, to move him over. And so I went to Nathan, and I went to curfew, and I was like, hey, listen, I need you guys to take a role in helping us develop this guy. I can only do so much, right? And, I mean, I could coach the guy up, but it was more of challenging them to yeah. say it's your job it, to take on the 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 over you know working with these younger kids when they have questions and all those type of things it's your job and so it certainly helps because you need a veteran player that's going to be able to kind of look at look at it and say hey listen you know I know what coach is saying you're not getting it but look this is what he means and try you know you need to have that man I remember um, I was working with the guy that played at Pitt back in the day and he was trying to he was getting to get a tryout in the NFL he he spent like you know a little cup of coffee in the NFL. And I was talking to him and he, you know, he was asking me to train him over the summer. So I'm out there working with him on route running and stuff like that. And he was telling me stories like, dude, our position coach for the Steelers was Heinz Ward. He's like, man, our receivers coach just kind of sat in the back. Heinz took over those meetings. Like when you can have a guy that's like out there doing it with you, mm-hmm. that you know how to do it. Like me showing you how to run a route is going to look a whole lot different than my best receiver showing you how to run a route. There's just something there's, there's merit. That's a positive. And to have that kind of veteran presence, it's huge for younger players. And so when you look at, like I said, when I look, when you look at Cam Williams, it's, it's, he's going to have that now where he wasn't going to have that before. Who was going to be the Z? I don't know. It was going to be someone who wasn't a natural fit for the Z is who was going to be starting at Z. Well, now you've got a six year guy that, you know, he's going to need some time to learn the offense and the things they want to do. But when it comes to the craft and that's mm-hmm. the thing for Cam is like, I don't need you to teach the kid the route tree. That That's my mm-hmm. job. Work with him on the craft. Hey man, you're, you keep getting jammed up. I, I use this move. I try this move. This move's worked for me. Why don't you try this? Hey, that move's worked for me. Hey, man, I see on that top end of that post route, you're just, you know, you're 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 giving a head a hard head nod, but you're not moving your body. He's not gonna fall for that. Try this. So as you as you get that head nod, lean out with your body. That's gonna get him to bite more than just, you know, doing that, right? There, yeah, hey, attack. You know, there's things like that that a receiver can really have an impact on that you don't necessarily have to know the offense. Like you've been in that offense for five years, but mm-hmm. it's you're going to have a role here. So when you have veterans like that that are proven, it it certainly helps. It, it help. It what it what it is, Sean, is especially if you're going to have a first year receivers coach. That's also going to be a benefit to him because he's going to have a lot on his plate learning all the players anyway. When you have when you say, hey, Jaden Thomas, come here, man. I need you to help me. Man. I need you to really work with me on. You know, I need you to take Micah Gilbert under your wing. That's your guy. That's that is if, if he doesn't have a good practice, I'm blaming you, right? It's, um, he knows that I'm being hyperbolic and kind of joking, but it's just about the – hey, Chris Mitchell, man, part of your job here is you're going to come here, you're going to be a playmaker for us. But you see that cat over there, that freshman Cam Williams? I need you to take him under your wing mm-hmm. and and really, you know, don't tell him anything that – don't tell him anything opposite of what I'm teaching him, but, like, I need you to be my right-hand man. You're my assistant coach. You know, it's like you ever watch The Office? You know, mm-hmm. assistant to the regional manor manager. You know, you're the assistant to the assistant receivers coach, right? And and so those are things that you look at when you have veterans that that you know know the game. That's you know, that that's certainly an asset to younger players, and and that that'll be something else that he'll he'll bring to the table as well, which yeah. is a really good pickup for Notre Dame. So. Yeah.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.